everybody, welcome back to another episode of Let's Be Real. I'm your host, Trevor George. Once again, who else would it have been? So with me today, I have two very special Elizabeths in my life. One is Ellie Stone. She was just on a few weeks ago. So hello, Ellie. Hey. How's it going? Oh, just fabulous. And then with me is my ex-husband, Stedman. I mean, Elizabeth <laughs> Ebersol. So this bitch, you all know, she was just on last week. She's a junkyard diva. Welcome back, Elizabeth. Thank you for having me. Don't mention it. Don't mention it. <laughs> so I'm excited to have both of you on because, you know, I love you both to death. And um, we are Drag Race super fans. And Ellie cracks me the fuck up because... Every time I talk to her, she's like zipping through every single season of Drag Race. I think she's watched every single Drag Race, all 14 of the regular seasons within the matter of 14 days. <laughs> like you went through it so fast. So, um, but you but you watched uh, the original season, right? When it came out? Or the second season when it came out? Yeah, like way back when season two was on regular cable. I was Logan. watching it yeah. and um, like closeted watching it kind of because, <laughs> you know, my mom doesn't really like a whole lot of reality TV. And um, I think she just thought, I mean, she hates America's Next Top Model. So I think she thought that I was like watching something like that. Like, kind of garbage off. It's just fake. Nah. But, you know, there was some, I remember Jujubee. I remember Raven. And I remember like Pandora Box. And, those people all stuck out in my mind. And so when I was like watching it again and seeing them on all stars and things like that, I mean, I did rewatch season two and stuff, but yeah, I just, it was like so good to see them all again. It was like friends I hadn't seen in forever. Mm-hmm. They just know how to get to you and how to relate. Oh yeah. And then Liz and I have a history of drag race cause we've interviewed Queens from the show. Yeah. And we've competed a couple times. Yeah. <laughs> And the funny thing is, too, the last time the three of us hung out together in person, we saw Dora Delano at Roscoe's in Chicago. It was so great. That was such a funny situation because Ellie wasn't there just yet when we met Adora out in the alley. So it was me, Liz, and my friend Dana. Well, all the friend, my group of friends were there, but the three of us were specifically wanting to meet Adora. So we went to the back alley because usually that's where the queens go smoke after they are on stage watching Drag Race. And I was like, you know what? I hear the show's over. Let's just go peek around and see if she pops up. As soon as we go around the corner, the back door flies open, and here comes Adora Delano. And she's like with her publicist or manager or something. And I was like, Adora. Well, when she came out, I acted like I knew her. I was like, hey, do you remember that? I was like, hey. And she was like, Mm -hmm. hey. (laughs) And then I was like, can we get a picture? And she's like, yeah. Um, she was like, yeah, we can get a picture. And then her publicist or whatever was such an asshole. He's like, no, you have to go to the front of the building and pay to get a picture. And I was like, I have never paid for a picture with a queen here. They usually just go out in the alley and you take a picture. So the door is like pretty much fuck you to her publicist and took a selfie with us. And it was so, yeah, it, I loved it. She was so sweet. And she was great. She was the best one of the night. Let's be real about that one. Yeah. Cause the other queen of the really two main events. Mm mm. Yeah. I didn't really know her, and it didn't seem like she wanted to really interact with the audience like Adora no. did. And she didn't change outfits either. Yeah, I was shocked about that. Okay, so today, 
Me, Ellie, and Elizabeth. We are going to talk about RuPaul's Drag Race All Star Seven All Winners Season. Such a mouthful. Ellie, I knew you were going to do that. Ellie <laughs> winked at me like, girl, that's what she said. That's what Ellie just did. Um, so this season was anticipated by fans for many years. We all wanted to see the winners come back. So asking the both of you, I'll start with you, Liz. What were your like expectations going into this season? Um, I knew it was going to be good just because it's all the winners. Like, And a lot, all the winners that were in this season – have done like such great things with their careers after drag race. So I had really high expectations for this season, big time. Same. I was excited and kind of ready for anything that they had to pull out with the change of rules and everything like that. And I just feel like it did not disappoint. Yeah. I was definitely obviously excited. Um, I, at first when I heard that the format was only going to be eight winners, not, more winners because there's a shit ton of winners at this point but they had eight winners and i was like oh i was i was hoping to see more but i like this format a lot so like when i saw the cast come out and stuff i was like i like that it's a smaller cast so we have more time to focus on them and i was like a little worried i was like my expectations going into the season i was like i don't know how they're gonna eliminate and i really don't want to see these queens go home so early um and spoiler alert nobody did but we'll get into that but my expectations were high. I mean, it's hard not to have high expectations for the winter season, the first winter season. So, um, yeah, as you guys said, not to repeat you guys, but my expectations were high, too. So, Ellie, who was your favorite? Once the cast was announced, who was your favorite going into the season? I got to say Jinx. Jinx is my girl. I've always been rooting for Jinx. I feel like her season... Um, Season five was just really like kind of had the classic like arc of the hero or anti-hero if you will because it was like this whole little like click of the popular girls who were just kind of like picking on her and putting her down and using her as like the scapegoat you know any chance that they could to kind of try and um, alienate her and then it was she just kind of kept being authentic and kept being you know, true to her drag and true to her own style, and that got her in the end. You know what I mean? So it's just really like she's only improved since then. I mean, aesthetically and you know, throughout even a pandemic and everything, has still been able to make great content and, and be relevant with everything. So he's really looking forward to that for sure. I feel like we're all going to have the same answer, but Elizabeth, who was your favorite going into this season? Um, Obviously, Jinx. Jinx is my girl. Um, I also had really, really, really high expectations for Trinity just because she's killed it on, like, all of her seasons. Mm -hmm. And I do really, really enjoy her. But Jinx is, like, number one by far. I would say... What'd you say? I was also just... I was looking forward to Raja. Like when I heard Raja yeah. be on there, I'm like, oh, those looks are going to be unbelievable. I would say, obviously, Jinx was my number one because season five is my all time favorite season uh, of the regular seasons. Um, Jinx is my my. I love all types of drag, but Jinx is my type of drag: the campy, the funny, the over the top. She is legit one of the funniest queens to ever be on RuPaul's Drag Race, and one of the most talented. Um, I was really excited for Raja because Raja is drag to me. Like she is just she 
is such a legend not even on drag race but just in the drag world as is like she's been doing drag since longer than we've been alive and to see her back over 10 years after she won i was like i feel like i was so excited to see her because like ellie said like the fashion it's like she that was over 10 years ago how much has she elevated since that time like i can't wait to go on this raja journey with her um and then also the other person I was really excited for was Jada Essence Hall because I really love Jada and I feel like she just got a shit burger handed to her when she was on Drag Race because I think the edit was kind of fucked up because of Sherry Pie on season 12. Like they're trying to like at last minute like rearrange this whole season that they already shot and edited. Mm-hmm. Two, the pandemic was going on. Um, so she didn't even get to like win on a stage. She won on a Zoom call. Um, and three, like she couldn't go tour after the show. So I feel like for her, this was like, I was excited for her to get this chance to come back, build up her fan base again, like more than Charity has and like get a shot at, you know, I don't know, just exposing herself more to the world because she didn't get the chance to. So um, those are the three I was like really excited to see back. I mean, the whole cast I was excited about, but those three were like the three I was excited to see. So yeah. Were you shocked not to see some winners return for this season? I was shocked that Bob and Bianca weren't in this season because I know Bianca had talked about it on, I want to say Instagram or something, that she would come back for a winter season. And I was shocked that she wasn't in it. And Bob, just because Bob's everywhere right now. I agree with that. I, I agree with what you said. I thought that. Um, I was hopeful that we would see Bob, Bianca, and um, I was kind of hoping a little bit for Alaska, too. Oh, um, yeah. Like, she's just so funny. Um, really, really entertaining to watch. I was hoping a little bit. I mean, I know that they won recently, like Willow Pell and Simone. They were a little bit recent, so I thought they probably want a good mixture of some of the recent seasons with like some of the plat like the classic seasons um so i was like i think that maybe they're a little too recent so they won't get their chance this time but hopefully they'll get their chance yeah and they filmed this at the same time as season 14 like we're back to back so oh that's right yeah but i think i think those two well we'll talk about future cast later but i i i see what you're saying Mm -hmm. um I, I've heard Bianca say she would come back, but then I've heard her say she wouldn't come back. So I was like, kind of, I was like, will she be back for yeah. winners? Sometimes I was like, I don't know. Bob, I was shocked about because Bob's always talked about coming back. Yeah. And Alaska. Alaska, I was like, where's Alaska? Because Alaska is like the biggest fan of RuPaul's Drag Race as is. Yeah. And, like, she, but there's like this, um, I heard this theory that someone came up with and I actually think this is how they casted. So they didn't want people that had beaten each other on different seasons. So like Jinx beat Alaska in season five. So she came back for all stars two and one, but they don't want that like a queen to be higher than the other queen, if that makes sense. Like when beating, because like if you look at Shay and Trinity, when they competed on season nine, they came in the same position. Mm-hmm. They won that first round of lip syncs in the season nine finale. Um, and then Trinity so like if you look May. at the cast, like, yeah trinity monet won together so like no one had ever beaten the other queen at a season Mm -hmm. so if alaska came back she had lost a season to jinx does that make sense yeah that that makes sense sense. so so i think that's why like they casted the way they did Mm -hmm. um but i think alaska and bob from what it sounds like they seem kind of pissed that they weren't invited back for the season like bob could have come back you know like she didn't i don't i don't know 
but I think they're saving them. I think so. I think they're saving mm-hmm. some of the like big name ones to get them to come like watch the next few seasons. Because like how they do for All Stars, they don't pick the ones that everybody wants. They pick like a few of the ones that you want and then a few of the ones that maybe you haven't thought of in a few years. Who need some redemption. Who need redemption. Like Fifi O'Hara mm. when she came back. I don't think anybody was well, asking she blew for that. her. <laughs> well, she did, but... She blew that redemption. I don't think anybody was asking for her, and so, like, they, like, you know, added her in to give Bob... her a redemption. <laughs> Bob's the funniest thing. When she was hosting the pit stop for... Or when Monet was hosting the pit stop for uh, season 14, Bob was a guest. And Bob's season was the shortest of the regular seasons. Right. Um, and All-Stars was on after that. And Bob was like, at this point in my season, we're five episodes into All-Stars 2. And it was this episode when Alyssa was behind the mirror saying, trust the Duchess. She's like, this season <laughs> is going on too long. <laughs> That's so funny. Season um, 14 was the longest season. It was the same as season 13. They had the we... same amount of episodes. No, I think 13 felt longer to me than 14. 13 was not good. That one was really, really long, and I felt like at the end of it, it was like a chore to figure out who the winner was going to be. I like season 14 a lot. I do, too. I, I get them. I got them confused because I was like thinking the most recent one, and then I was like, oh, right, we just finished one. Season 13 was yeah, so long. That was a choice. It was a choice. After watching the season of All-Stars the winter season was there a queen that you became a bigger fan of after watching this show or watching this season i'll start with you ellie yeah i um i mean i was like trinity um but i just kind of feel like she grows on me a little more at each time because like on the original season like i liked her but i was kind of like hey, i don't know she's going to get farther than i had anticipated um but seeing her back for All Stars four, four, right, and uh, yeah, just totally excelled. You know, I didn't think that she could elevate more than she already was. Cause she's always been very polished. But then seeing her again, I was like, oh, I definitely think she might have a better chance at this. And so I didn't really think that there was again, like she's already very polished, kind of pageanty and stuff. So I didn't think that I thought she's going to be serving some of the same kind of what she enjoys doing. It's not going to be really that much more elevated because how can you elevate when you're already so good at what you do? Um, but yeah, definitely grew on me. Just the personalities, the, the snatch game characters, the mm-hmm. every performance that she gave. You know, even when she was like handed kind of like a crappy part, um, I think it was like the Santa's school for girls, like where she was just like the dumb one. Like they always put her in like the dumb one, and I feel bad for her. But then she doesn't so she doesn't well. So <laughs> and like anything else, probably would have gotten that and been kind of like a little bit pouty or disappointed. Like, oh, this kind of shocked me. But she just took it and ran with it and was like, mm. I'm still gonna make it amazing no matter what. And you gotta really like hand it to her for that. Yeah. What about you, Liz? Um. I'm going to say Evie Oddly. I feel like I liked her her season, but then after her season, I didn't really, like, follow her. And I felt like she wasn't as, like, like, she was probably touring as much as everybody else was. But I just don't think I saw her, like, on social media as often. 
And so I think I kind of lost track of her. And then she kind of had some like shit with like her not wanting to take pictures with fans or something like that. But after this season, I'm like, okay, now I kind of see why I liked you originally because you're the oddball and I like that about her. And I just Mm -hmm. felt like we got to see a little bit more of her like personality instead of her like fighting the entire season because her and Silky were fighting the entire season of her original season. So it was Mm -hmm. kind of nice to see like another side to her. I would say for me, I kind of agree with Ellie. I feel like not that I wasn't a big, I like Trinity the Tuck I liked, but I was never like a Trinity the Tuck major fan. Um, but this season, like, she cracked me up so much. Like, I liked the the fairy tale courtroom where she played, like, the witch and the way she, like, walked in and, like, yeah. she was so over the top. Like, when she would say something, she did, like, this random twirl and then continued talking. And then, um, uh, like Ellie said, her Snatch Game characters, like, she played Oh, my Leslie God. And, the devil. And she played Satan. That was so So good. it's, like, the combination of those two was just so funny. Um, and her runways were so good. Like, she was so good. So Trinity came to she doesn't play like she came to like dominate and I I enjoyed her a lot this season. Um, so I would say she's the one that I uh, what was my initial question? Expected more. <laughs> she's the one I expected. Or no, that was the next one. Sorry. She's the one I became a bigger fan of this season. I would say. Yeah, absolutely. I also want to make an honorable mention for the Vivian because oh, I definitely okay. like I liked the Vivian the first time around um but like she improved a lot i feel like just like overall like aesthetically and stuff you know she's always very like a great designer but like the makeup the hair the style choices i feel like we're so like she definitely has climbed up a few tiers in my book yeah yeah style-wise i agree was there a queen you expected more from yes all right, Elizabeth, you go first. I think we have the same person, too. We might all have the same we person. We might all have the same person. So this is in no way, like, hate to anybody because I really do enjoy all of these queens. And I'm fans of all of them. But I, she lying. But I felt like Shay's <laughs> game was not up to par. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... I do not agree with her being in the finale. I think that was rigged. Mm-hmm. And I think it was kind of BS because I'm sorry, you won the first challenge and you didn't win anything after that. You should not have been in the top four, but I think she's a great queen and I don't think she did terrible. That's not me saying she did terrible. I just don't think she was up to the standards that we've seen Shay set in drag race. Mm -hmm. What about you, Ellie? I agree. Yeah, I I love Shay, and I during her original season season, um, some of her looks that like her runway looks and everything were my favorite. Just so 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 elegant and so next level. And not to say like I said, not to say that she didn't do a totally bang up job this time. You know, her looks and stuff were really amazing. You can tell all the thought planning and you know deliberate choices that were made to stand out and you know all of that she did a really great job with a lot of stuff but she just like you said it was like after that first win 
she kind of like was in the background and I like feel so bad saying that because she's such a great queen and such a great performer but there was also like a little bit of like a cockiness I think yes that was maybe I won't say like her demise but like didn't necessarily work out in her favor Mm -hmm. but of course like I mean when you're traveling the world and you have like I mean she was in Vogue she was like protesting with Elizabeth Warren she was I mean she was doing all these amazing things so of course yeah your confidence is skyrocketed from yeah absolutely but then it was like I don't know I think maybe she came into this like oh I got this in the bag but then realizing how strong and how hard everybody has worked since their time as well it was like I don't know that she was all that I would say the same. Shay definitely didn't have a presence this season. Um, Like you guys both said, I'm going to regurgitate what you guys said. She just won the first challenge and she had this arrogance that she was just going to dominate, but she didn't live up to like, I think she just thought, oh, I'm Shay Coulee. I'm going to make it. And it's like, you're competing with other winners. Like you need to step up your game too. Um, And the thing about Shay is like, sometimes her fashion is really great, but then other times like she wore this season, one of the ugliest things I've ever seen, like her wear. And I can't remember what runway it was, but it just like, didn't make sense. I'll, I'll try to find a picture and send it to you guys. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to know which one. Yeah. I know. Once I see it, I'll send, I'll know which one I'm thinking of, but um, yeah. And it's no shade of Shay. I would just say I've never been like the biggest Shay Kool-Aid fan to begin with. And I feel like, um, I think the finale was rigged. I think she should not have been in the top four. I think that last challenge was bullshit. Like, that was three stars to win that one. I could see maybe winning two stars for the final challenge. Maybe two stars, but three? Like, that just kind of guarantees whoever wins that final challenge is making it to the finale. Yeah, absolutely. Do you you think that, like, because Shay is such a great, like, singer and dancer, that maybe just for the sake of entertainment, that they, you know what I mean? Like, she is, like, a really strong lip syncer, in my opinion. And she's really, really good with, like, choreo and things like that. So I was like, maybe just, like, for the sake of watching an amazing performance, they were, like, with their hand. You know what I mean? Maybe. I think that, and I think also because of the fact that she was so relevant last year, because in, like, 2020, because of the pandemic and, like, the protests... And everything like that and she won and she was doing all these big things that it was kind of like the Trixie where like they wanted to get her in there Mm, because she was doing so much and she was very relevant she kind of confuses me sometimes though because like sometimes she's a phenomenal lip syncer but then she, I feel like, I feel like the finale this season was so similar to season nine because both Shay and Trinity got eliminated the first round of the lip sync for the crown. Trinity wasn't bad at lip syncing in the finale. Mm-hmm. It was just her, she and Monet were neck and neck. But like Shay's lip syncing for the crown, she was literally, literally doing the card, cardio. She was literally doing the choreography for the Judas music video. But that choreography is meant to be in a group said it like it's supposed to you have to have backup dancers you have to have like a group of people dancing this and not everybody has seen the judas music video because that came out our senior year of high school which is a long time ago mm-hmm. and like that vi- music video is not as relevant now so people like younger kids who watch the show they don't know the choreo for gaga's judas music video so i'm like for shay it's like if you really want this crown like i, I think that's what confuses me about shay like sometimes she was really on and then other times she was just like really off like 
I don't know. Maybe she just wasn't really. Maybe she kind of gave up, or maybe it was like producers telling her, "Hey, you're not gonna." I don't know because there's produ- producer manipulation on Drag Race for sure, and I think the Crown was gonna. I think I think Rue did really want Jinx to win this entire time, which I'm okay with, obviously. But I think maybe the Queens figured they're not gonna win. Maybe by the end of it, I don't know. Maybe that's just my speculation. But um, yeah, I would say I was disappointed with Shay. So let's talk about the non-elimination format. So Ellie, did you like it? Or are you wanting Queens to get the chop as soon as the episode started? No, I thought that was great because it gave everybody an equal opportunity. Like, okay, it's great when they like bring people back and whatnot. But I hated when they would bring people back after like several challenges have gone by. Because then it's like, dude, you're letting them kind of slip in there. And they didn't even have to do half the stuff that some of the other queens made it through, you know? And so they're kind of like, you know, if they're in a board game, skipping ahead several jumps. And it's like not really fair to some of the other performers. But, um, yeah, I love that it was a non-elimination. Because then they're like, there's such a camaraderie between the queens this season. I, I absolutely love that. And that's what I love like a lot about RuPaul's Drag Race in general is that even if there is some like cattiness, it's really not as vicious as it's portrayed to be in some of the clips, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just because like tensions are high. But you know, obviously Except for Alyssa and Coco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They you know, they just they have such a camaraderie and it was just so heartwarming to watch and it was so great that they like, it made the competition even more intense mm-hmm. instead of it narrowing down, narrowing down, narrowing down. It just made it even that much more harder to decide because you had all these challenges to compare between everybody. And I liked it because then it got, you know, gave people a chance that sometimes, like, they miss their kind of, you know, bottom line in one challenge, and then they get the cut right there. Which is, it sucks because they could have excelled in several more challenges had they just had the opportunity because they didn't make it past this one hurdle, that's it, end of the line. And, you know, that's super disappointing because some people who, like, say, for instance, can't sew, you know, they they screw it up in a design challenge and then they don't even get a chance to, like, perform, do a roast, like, do a dance, you know, some of, like, the choreo that they have when they do girl group challenges and things like that. And it's like, oh, that really sucks. You know, you don't get to see them in their element. And, you know, vice versa. Queens that love sewing who are really great in comedy and don't necessarily do that great with dancing and things like that. You know, it's like it really sucks for them when they get cut during a, a girl group challenge because they have, they still, still have so much more to offer, you know? Yeah. What about you, Liz? Did you like the non-elimination format? Um, yeah. So I really liked the no-elimination um, not to like say exactly what Ellie said, but I like the fact that we got to see like what everybody had to offer basically before we decided who the winner was. And because we know everybody's not going to be perfect at everything. So for them to be eliminated, like because they had a really bad week one week when overall they're, if you look at like the scorecard, they're perfect scorecard like it's I liked that aspect and I think for future all-star seasons I would like to see 
at least like the first week not having an elimination or something like that because I know that they can't do it like every week but at least like the first week so that way we can kind of see a little bit more from all of them I would say I loved the non-elimination format because these are winners coming back. So I wanted to spend time with everybody. And they put, every season of Drag Race, these queens put so much money towards this. But the winners, like, I didn't want to miss a runway from these winners. Like, all of them together. Like, I wanted to see everything that they had to bring. Um, And it's an appreciation of their drag. They already won a season. So, like, bring them back and just be a celebration of their hard work over the years. And just a celebration of winning a season because that's such a big accomplishment um and yeah i don't think this format would work on another season i don't think i'd want to see it on another season this should just be saved for the winners Mm -hmm. like when they come back no one goes home until the finale and no one really did go home i mean they still had the lip sync for the she already done had hers right so like somebody won like nobody really went home empty-handed and i love that Mm -hmm. um so, like, they had cash prizes every week, and people won cash. I think everybody won cash at some point. Mm-hmm. Maybe not Evie. I don't think Evie did. She won one, though. No, the Vivian beat her in a lip sync. Oh, you're right. She. I was thinking of the, so like... Well, I'm, I'm glad the Vivian finally won money. Mm-hmm. I know, because they don't get to in their, in their UK. Uh, they didn't get to the in the UK? UK? That's crazy. So she didn't even, like, as a winner-winner, she didn't win it? Mm-mm. None of the UK winners because they are funded by public broadcasting, so they can't in the UK they can't ask, they can't give out prize money because this network that they're on is funded by the public. I didn't know that. So RuPaul needs to move this show from that network to a different Seriously. one. Seriously. Well, you want to talk about the runways this season? Yes. So, Elizabeth, I'll start with you this time. Okay. Were you living for the runways? I was because you got Raja, Monet, and Shay, who and oh Trinity are all like known for their looks. And then you had like Jinx, who was even like pulling it out, who wasn't like that wasn't her strong suit in her first season, but like her looks were killing it. And then like Jada, oh my god, Jada's looks were—it was just—it was so good because like. All the girls were pulling every, like, trick out of their bag for these runways this season. Mm -hmm. And it was just so good. What about you, Ellie? Did you hate them? (laughs) Ellie's like, oh, I got to turn this off. (laughs) She's like, absolute worst. And glamour. Yeah, no, I absolutely, (laughs) I agree completely. um, What Liz said that, you know, they were just there pulling out all the stops. I mean... When you're in an all-stars, all-winner season, there's no room for mediocrity here. Mm-hmm. So they were really just hitting it out of the park as far as um, not only, like, fashion looks in in the costumes, clothing, outfits, whatever you want to call them, um, but just in the hair and makeup department as well. You know what I mean? There was no pussycat wigs and things like that. Well, except for, like, Evie when she did. Yeah, Evie pulled out that nasty wig. It, it, it was like a red wig, and yes. I did that very first, like, sing and dance challenge. <laughs> Michelle it's Michelle like, was like, you thought you could get away with that. I mean, not so much. But anyway, your performance is really good. And she looked like Ronald McDonald with that hair. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but that's easy for you. You know, like, she's not necessarily um, into the whole, like, I mean, she's fashionable, but she's not really into the whole, like, 
glamorous, pretty mm-hmm. table look. And um, not only that, but just the like whole theatricality, I guess, would be a word that I'm looking for. Um, with just like, I mean, like the hoop skirts and the other things that went into it. Like, think about Trinity's look where she couldn't even like walk. She had that gorgeous silhouette and she had like the big puffy sleeves. It was like a deep purple velvet. And she was doing her little like Morticia Adams walk because she, the, you know, the princess skirt was just so teeny tiny at the ankles, but it had this huge train. And it was just like, oh my gosh. I mean, who else? Who else could get away with it besides on this show? You know, it was great. I loved it. Um, I was very, very impressed. And I feel like with Raja, she is fashion. Like, she, out of all the winners that... We've had a lot of fashionistas win the show. But, like, Raja is, in my opinion, the one that understands fashion the most out of anybody that's been on the show, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like, she... Everything she brings is just so elevated, so creative, so over the top. You can't critique her when she's on the runway because, like, she knows what she's doing. And, like just the references she paid homage to like in season three her royal look that she had like the most famous look she had from season three you know what i'm talking about like the um her face was white with like the it was more of that regal queen look and like this season she paid homage to it but it was like elevated and she had like a mad hatter vibe to it and like you know what i mean it was just so beautiful violet tchotchke didn't like that look but fuck right violet tchotchke on that one (laughs) um but uh But, um, yeah, and, like, the thing I really appreciate about Jada is, like, Jada is such a great fashion queen. Mm -hmm. And, like, on season 12, she was the last to get casted, and she didn't have as much time as everybody else to prepare for season 12. And she made 99% of her looks for season 12, and she killed the runway every single week. So, like, on this season, like, I think Jada was fucking phenomenal. Like, the ball challenge, she and Trinity killed it. Raja too, but the Raja. Okay, so Raja's look for the ball challenge—that one big gold like lame kind of outfit that she made in the workroom before going on stage—and yeah. it was like, I was like, "You made this before going on stage? Like, what the? Like, how does she do what she does? Like, I was just blown away by Raja." And um, I think my favorite run- runway though this season—it was like the most unique runway we've seen so far. In my opinion, one of the most unique was that laser light show that they did. That was cool. Um, those yeah. looks were so cool. And apparently, like Raja said it recently, she said they didn't show this, but when Raja came out with that look with the lasers pointing everywhere, apparently they couldn't capture it with the camera, like the majesty of these looks. Yeah. So when Raja came out with the laser show, RuPaul stood up and clapped for her and said work bitch like she stood up for Raja for that look yeah. wow but they didn't show it on the show yeah oh, that's crazy um oh and then the other runway I really loved was the um the three looks in one or the four looks in one that they did yeah. like yeah. when Jinx came out yeah. with all the different artists looks like the Van Gogh and everything that was beautiful and then who did the four seasons that was Jada yeah, right Jada did that. she did each season the four mm-hmm. that was so cool too so yeah these runways were incredible I and I feel like they had to be. I mean, like you were winners coming yeah. back. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure there was so much pressure on them, but they delivered. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. No one was bad. Like there were some looks that were like better than others, obviously. But like I think everyone pretty much delivered. Yeah, I, I was going to ask if you guys had like a favorite runway category that happened. So yours was like the the light up one. I would say the light up one, the ball challenge, 
and the looks the multiple looks in one i like those yeah i'm the same way the light up one was oh just one of my favorites and like evie came out and had like the mushrooms and stuff and it was just like oh my gosh just everybody looked incredible Mm -hmm. jinx with the kind of like salem witch type thing that happened yeah i loved the salem witch Uh, look like the four looks in one i'm a total art geek so like yeah when jinx had Mm -hmm. the you know the different she did like impressionism she did roy lichtenstein like a pop art kind of Mm -hmm. it was it was just incredible I think that was best. I think that was Jinx's best runway ever. Mm-hmm. Was mm-hmm. that one? I like that one that a lot. One was so good. About Liz. Um, I definitely liked the like three looks in one. That one was such a good one. Um, I did like the light one, and then God, there was another one that I really, really liked, and I can't think of what it was. What was the one where Jade Jada came out? And I think she, that was her first win. Was that the four looks in one? Where she came out in the well, all she black. The she, that was, that the, was ball the ball challenge. challenge. That one. That one was a good one. Mm-hmm. I was like, what one was that? Yeah. I also liked Trinity's, um, like, it was kind of like a sexy superhero outfit she did for the, the ball challenge. Like, all the all red and she had the whip. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was a that was a great Green. look. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Trinity had some good looks. Trinity did, yeah. And Trin- the thing I love about Trinity too is I like Trinity, Raja, Jada. Who else? There's a s- several queens, but especially Trinity. Like especially this season, she w- can whip up an outfit fast and like she, a really great yeah. outfit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's willing to help other people too. Yeah, she helped yeah. Jinx a great. lot this season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about the maxi challenges. So, so Elizabeth, what do you think about the challenges this season? And I'm pretty sure we all have at least one of our favorites is the same. So what were some of your favorite challenges this season? There was a lot of comedy, which, you know, I love my comedy ones. But God damn that uh, Snatch Game was just so <laughs> good. <laughs> I'll just jump into it. That Snatch Game was probably... One of the best Snatch games I've ever seen, if not the best. It was so good, and it was so well deserved after season fourteen Snatch game. Oh, oh yeah, yes. it was so good, and it was like I don't think anybody really did bad in this Snatch game. Mm-mm. Evie, the first round, I didn't like her. Uh... Who was she first round again? That wasn't the boogeyman. The boogeyman Rico was nasty. second to one. You're yeah. right. You're right. But I also don't know much about Rico, so I think that kind of makes it made it harder. Yeah, yeah. I I love Rico nasty, but I think it does make it harder when you have a character who is not as well known to everyone. Like mm-hmm. a more classic character is more relatable because then you know what to expect. Like yeah. If you don't really know like the personality or the idiosyncrasies of a certain celebrity, you kind of miss on um, some of the jokes or puns or how accurate it was, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think she improved because, like, look at her first Snatch game. That one was terrible. But this one, mm-hmm. when she came out as the fucking boogeyman, oh my god, that was so good. I was just like, hot damn, you you learned. 
I can remember the courtroom, the horror movie, and I'm trying to think of the ones. Oh, the Tic Tac Challenge. That was really cool. Oh, I love the, the doing the, the dance one. That was such a unique one that they had not done like anything really like that in the other seasons, and I liked that. Um, they were all really good challenges. Like There was not really a challenge that I was like, eh, we can do without this. I don't think... There, well, I'll wait. Ellie, what did you think about the challenges? Oh, they're great. I, um, <laughs> so the viral dance challenge, that was fun. Like, my favorite one of that one was James, of course. Yeah, when she oh, like, yeah. the peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting around, peanut butter, peanut butter, peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <okay>. oh <laughs> <laughs> when she was sitting in the workroom and just shoved it in her mouth, and everybody's like, what the? Bug is going on. And I just love how she thought she was like no one was gonna notice. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then, but that's kind of like the beauty of Jinx as well, though, is that she is such a silly goober, and everybody's looking at her like, okay, she doesn't really seem like she's taking this seriously, right? But she, she like knocked it out of the park, you know. Yeah. And, and that's the beauty of it is that they kind of—I mean, it's not that they counted her out; they know she's a strong competitor, but they're probably looking at her like. Oh, okay, then. Not really like, sure what he's what gonna is, What does eating peanut butter have to do with the dance? Yeah, exactly. And then just the whole character that she played the whole time during it. And it was just like, oh my gosh, I just couldn't get over it. I was laughing so hard. Mm-hmm. And um, my significant other had to come in and stop what he was doing. I need to see what you're laughing here, Bob. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> this sounds too good. Um, but yeah, the I would say well, like one of my favorite nasty challenges was the um, Kennedy Davenport Center Honor. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> the rose. Yeah. Like the, yeah, that was that was impeccable. I thought everybody, you know, like a lot of times with any type of like roast challenge, um, some queens have you just cringing. Because it's not funny, and you're not only is it not funny, but you're like, just please stop, like stop while you're ahead. It's not going to get better, you know. Like when they're just uh, bombing, but they're bombing so 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 bad, it becomes just almost like impossible to watch. There was none of that for this one. There was not. There was like even when Jada was like not doing that great, she still found a way to pull it back. Yeah. <laughs> make fun of herself a little bit mm-hmm. in order to make everybody laugh and be like, okay, good job. Like, that's what you should do. You should reel it mm-hmm. in and kind of like play on it in the moment when the things that you planned are not going as planned, you know? Absolutely. So, oh, it was just, that was so great. And um, the, like, of course, Snatch Game, just because I love that they did a double character. Because everybody, yes. you know what I mean? It's like, they always say, oh, you only get one chance at Snatch Game. Like, season but that just kind of goes to show like you kind of like give a chance to show the versatility that you have mm-hmm. as far as comedy and stuff it's not only are you flexing your tops a little bit there but you can you know if it doesn't go so well the first round you have a chance to just completely yes. capture everybody again and do it better the second time unless you're drinks and you just kill it both times Oh my god! And then, like, I just I love. So, not only was it hilarious, the Jinx as Judy Garland 
pulling a microphone out of nowhere. <laughs> and then like, she has like so much cord and she's just <laughs> yes. using the cord and like wrapping up the cord. And she introduced my camera here. And then not only that, but she said RuPaul songs, but jazzy, like a Judy. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, but then paying homage to the veteran that she yes. had Thank you for watching. Didn't kill me, darling. That was so great. He cracks me up too because he's the one that heckled Benda La Creme in season six. Did you know that? Right, right. He was in the audience heckling Benda La Creme the next season. On season six. Yeah. I have to rewatch that. And he didn't realize she and Jinx were best friends, and Jinx called him out for that. I would say, I mean, I definitely agree with everybody. So Snatch Game was the best. I mean, like, I think the best Snatch Game of one of the best Snatch Games of all time, and a lot of people put this one as number one, was Alaska's May West and All Stars Two. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think Jinx took the crown as the best Snatch Game of all time with her Judy Garland. Like, there's no, I don't know who will ever be able to top that performance. Because like you both said too, is like, just like the long chord. And like, I just loved when she was like, now that we're at the midway point, and then she just starts singing. (laughs) And the thing I love about this season as a whole is all the queens know how to play Drag Race. And like, they play with each other. They bounce off Mm -hmm. each other. Like, at the end of the Snatch Game, when um, Jinx is singing, may the best uh, woman win. And then, Trinity is Leslie Jordan's like they change it to drag queen <laughs> like, yeah. just stuff like that like just made me laugh um, and the they TikTok all were dying tone, laughing at it yeah they're trying not to laugh at it um, and I thought Rue was going to have a brain aneurysm for laughing so hard at James right. um, but the Kennedy Davenport uh, Center for Disease Control whatever the hell that was called <laughs> when they um, they did the roast and um, they played off each other on that one too like Ellie said when Jada bombed she still like pulled it around and then like when the Vivian went up she was like oh so it was hard to follow up with such a strong act you know like yeah. they were just having fun with each other and you could tell like they had such fun um, and I just love how like every time Jinx makes a joke about snorting coke off a dick she wins that challenge <laughs> seriously she made that joke multiple times and normally if anybody else did that you'd be like all right come on come up with something else but with jeans but it, it works so funny everything because time that joke that joke was like i thought i was gonna pop a blood vessel myself and pee everywhere because she when she said even even though these dick is so long that halfway through storming coke off her dick she's like wow i really am my mother like yeah. i had time to stop and reflect and think oh, yeah. i'm my mother yeah yeah <laughs> it was, it was so, so funny great. <laughs> just like the fact that she's like oh, everybody here has just been uh what she say like not degrading but they've been objectifying evie objectifying mm-hmm. and i'm not gonna do that Anyway, here's some dick jokes. Like, just yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> awesome silence of chirp, chirp, and then, okay, here's some dick jokes. And then she ran off, just one right after the other, and they were all, like, like the order of it, too, was fantastic. You know what I mean? Because oh, you get yeah. a laugh. And then while you're still laughing at the first one, then you get the second one that makes you, like, mm-hmm. laugh even harder. And then you're falling out of your chair by the third one, you know? I know. See, yeah, that is somebody th- who knows all about kind of Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think she she's the one that knows it the best timing. She and Bianca Del Rio. Yeah. I would say those are mm-hmm. the two queens that know timing for sure. Um, those would be the two that I would I'd want to see in like an All Stars winner season again <laughs> together because I, I think they'd be. So, I think I'd pee my pants every episode if they were in the season together. Because mm-hmm. when you watch on YouTube, like the haters roast, they all go on like over the years. Or, like mm-hmm. they'll perform in front of people. They bounce off each other so well, Bianca and Jinx. I need to watch um, those because, oh, that sounds great. Uh, I was going to say my other favorite challenges were the TikTok challenge, too. I was laying in bed. It was, like, shortly after I moved to Austin. And I just, like, I was going to watch the new episode of Drag Race. And when Jinx came on, I literally, once again, I almost peed in my bed because I was laughing so hard. I have a lot of peeing issues, apparently, on this episode. <laughs> But she just, like, reminded me of my mother in some ways. Just some of the things she said. Like, when she, like, had her son, she's like, run along, baby. Mama's doing her thing. Or doing a thing. Like, that's <laughs> so my mom. That's so my mom. And then she's like, just like, if your son has a problem with it, he can get a goddamn job. Like, I was just, like, fucking <laughs> dying at her. Um, and then, actually, my other favorite... My other favorite challenge, and I think it's kind of underrated, but I was living for it, was the TRL girl group challenge. Oh, that was such I a good that. one. Those songs it were brought back so too. many memories. <laughs> like, I just love how, like, the, the girl groups were just, like, so, such girl groups we saw in the past. Like, the first group that did the Titanic song, um, Raja was so that girl, like, the Victoria Beckham of Spice Girls, who just did not know the routine. But she was still <laughs> on there doing her thing. And then, like, the next, yeah, and then the next girl group challenge was, or the next girl group was, like, all the rejects. Like, I love how, like, Jinx was the old one with the rusty hip. Uh, yep. Jada has IBS. Evie's a robot. Yeah. And then they just kept the Vivian British. <laughs> I'm the British one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I just, the whole season, and the fairy... The fairy uh, tale courtroom challenge. When I saw that, that was like going to be the next challenge. I was like, oh, I don't know about that. But it was so funny. It was like so funny. when Jinx's ear falls off and she just like rolls with it as the three little pig. And like <laughs> yes. even Evie was cracking me up as like the sexy wolf in that one. Like mm-hmm. he was sleeping yeah. around with all these yeah. fairy tale creatures. Um, yeah. And e- even Michelle wanted to sleep with them. Like I, it was just Yo. so funny. So these challenges were great. I would say there was one challenge though that I was like. There's only one episode I was indifferent to, and it was when they did like they recreated Rue's looks over the years. Um, do you remember that episode? They like right. they all were given like a look of Rue's, and they had to like make it their own. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That was the I only episode that. in challenge. I was like, eh, I could have done without that one, but the rest were just like phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I even like the talent show at the end, the final challenge. I like that one. I honestly forgot about that challenge, the RuPaul one. Hmm. Like Raja's Raja's talent show, like, was beautiful. Oh, so beautiful! It was so beautiful. And did you guys know? Um, Monet said this at Roscoe's on the live feed that she even she had corns on her feet. Apparently, Raja and she stoned her corns on her feet for that challenge. I love the dedication. <laughs> that is amazing. Oh, that's so funny. So I want to like look closely and see if you can see him. Right. Um. I noticed that during when they did like the royal looks or no, it was category is I'm crowning. <laughs> they all did kind of like royal look. Yeah. Um, and Jinx was very like Queen Elizabeth looking. And she had stones like all under here. She had like a necklace on and her crown. But then she had like 
she had like rhinestones like under her chin and i wonder if maybe she had like a bad breakout or like you know what i mean like from shaving or something and then you get like, oh, maybe. Oh, like maybe. ingrown hairs or something to like hide mm-hmm. it and kind of like reflect that i wondered about that but i mean i don't i don't know that for sure was that the look when um the royal like the first runway uh-huh. looks and then she like threw her leg out that one yes and she yeah had i know what you're saying down, and then she had, yeah like, the, that was the, so beautiful that was that such a good look yeah bad that was like so not like jinx that. but jinx at the same time like i was like wow yeah. jinx Right. Yeah. Um, I wanted to also keep out that Monet. I have been looking forward to hearing Monet sing for yes, classically yes. trained opera singer. That was worth the wait. It was fantastic, and it was so, so like. Obviously, drag is gender bending. You know, gender is a construct. We all know this, but <laughs> that was like incredible to see this drag queen singing in such a deep operatic voice it was just like yes. i don't know it gave me chills like that was obviously the winner of the talent show yeah, it was moving mm-hmm. and honestly like no shade of shay she did great for the talent show she really did it felt like a janet jackson kind of you know vma performance level thing but um I would have put Raja up there. I don't know. I was just like blown away by Raja. And I love when people showcase their culture. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like Raja was underestimated or underrated that episode. I really liked mm-hmm. her performance. I think so too. I think her performance was just so beautiful. So what did you guys think of the finale lip sync for the crown format? I liked it. I think that we all knew that it was going to come down to Monet and Trinity at one point like finally like breaking that tie and I like the fact that they took for the final one they took into consideration the entire season not just the lip sync because Jinx is a great lip syncer but compared to like Monet Jinx is not as great she does good with like the ballads but the energetic song, she's not as good as Monet. So I think it was good that Rude took into consideration the whole season because she should have. What do you think, Ellie? Um, I liked it. It's, you know, like, you think, okay, they're doing a Lollapalooza so that everybody gets a chance. You know, and I like that. I like the inclusivity of giving everybody a chance to perform. Um, however when they randomly select people to go against one another. Like, I don't know. I kind of feel like that's a little unfair. Like, they're trying to make it fair by randomly selecting. But there are some people who know how to, like, pull out all the stops when it comes to dance moves. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, Jinx and Raja, like, they're not going to be doing, like, shablams and splits and... You know what I mean? They're just not. And they're not known mm-hmm. for that. And they're not going to do all this, like, in-your-face kind of stuff. And be running from the back of the stage and being all, like, ah, in your face. Yeah. And when you get somebody who's doing, like, lots of physical type of things to wow everyone. It's kind of, like, not in, like, how you were talking about, like, doing a ballad versus doing something that's, like, way more energetic and poppy. Like, they're trying to make it even, but it's kind of, like, there's really not a good way to make it truly even. You know what I mean? So, 
you know, it's like, okay, if you have Monet and Trinity in a lip sync together, you're like, okay, this could go either way. But sometimes, like, you put two other queens together and you're like, oh, Trinity would definitely win. Or Monet would definitely win against this person. So, you know, it sucks, like, when they didn't make it through, you're like, man, if, if you're rooting for that person, you're like, if it would have been against so-and-so, they would have gotten through. But because it was against this person, they didn't make it through. So it's like, I like it, but it's kind of a double-edged sword in a way, like, for the people who are performing, you know, that makes sense. Yeah, and um, I think the lip sync for the crown, I don't know if it was fitting for this, like, in my personal opinion, like, I was just, I don't know, and, like, I could see, like, like some people are saying, oh, May- Monet should have won the season because she won that final lip sync. I don't agree with that because um, it wouldn't have felt right if Monet was the winner of no. the season. And Jinx dominated this entire, I think she won five challenges, Jinx. Yeah. Like, she, and she only got four stars because she was blocked one week that she yeah. won, but... Yeah. Monet Monet was kind of on the same not on the same level as Shay, but she was kind of stagnant throughout the season until the end. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad Rue took into consideration the whole season when she made her deliberation. Um, but I did like the format for the she already done had hers as crown. Uh, that made sense to do a lip sync for sure. Yes, absolutely. And yeah. I also I also love that the two OG winners, like original older season winners, were the two that won the crowns in the final yeah. episode. Because it kind of felt like they're just paying like tribute to where the show came from, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I take it we all think Jinx is the rightful winner. Yes, <laughs> I mean, yeah. and Uh huh. And I think it's incredible that Jinx is the first queen ever to compete twice and win both seasons. I yes. I think it was mm. very fitting. I was kind of thinking that if she didn't win. It was going to be really disappointing for me, personally. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Especially with how well she did this season. Mm-hmm. I would have, like, rioted if she didn't win. Uh-huh. Liz had been running through the streets, naked yeah. with torches. Absolutely. <laughs> um. So was this the greatest season of Drag Race of all time, Ellie? I mean, it's going to be a really, really... It's going to be really tough to try and one-up that. You know, like, as far as, like, surprises go, performances go, contestants go, it's it's going to be really, really difficult to top that. So, in my opinion, yeah, it's, that, it's the one that I've enjoyed the most because it's everybody that you were rooting for their first time around. You know what I mean? Like, even if you didn't absolutely love them or want them to win their season, you were rooting for somebody else that season still have love for that person because of how strong of a competitor they are. So, in my opinion, yeah, I would say so. What about you, Liz? Do you think this is the greatest season? Um, yeah, it's going to be hard to top it, like, because you got all your favorites coming back um, and competing for the first time in, like, like, 10 plus years for, like, some of them. So it's definitely going to be very, very, very hard to, like, one-up this. It was definitely a really, really good season. Like, I don't think that they didn't meet my expectations going into this. I think that they, like, definitely met and exceeded in some ways my expectations. 
I would say this season is definitely one of the best. It's like hard for me to say it might be the greatest because I do love All Stars 2. I love regular season 5 and 6. I love UK season 2 a lot. So for me, it's like, it's definitely in the top five for sure. Um, But I think as time goes on, it's like, I feel like we'll appreciate this season even more, like have more nostalgia for the season Mm -hmm. as time goes on. Um, I think the only way they could ever top the season is the next round of winners. I don't know. Maybe that season could be even better. That's the only thing I can think of, you know. Um, But this season was incredible. And it felt like, like, the Avengers of the Drag Race world. Like, this was, like, the ultimate, like... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, the the big epic, you know, show. Um, Yeah, when when they... After Thanos snapped his thumb and they all came back, this was like that. (laughs) Snapped his thumb. Yep. (laughs) Um, So this is a good segue. So next winter season, because we all know it's going to happen at some point. Who are some queens you must see on this season? Who are some of the queens you need to see come back? And I'll start with Elizabeth. Okay. Um, obviously, I would love to see Alaska and Bob. Hold on. Before you keep going, um, Ellie, did you finish Canada season one? Okay. So if you say the winner of season one. I won't spoil late, that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I won't because I don't know if I want her. She's not one of my dream ones. Um, and I, so I haven't seen all of the other, like, the UK ones and all that, so, like, this is just the US ones. Girl, you need to um, see UK season two. UK season two is incredible. I haven't even, I didn't even finish UK season one. I need to, like, UK season two is the best. Those. UK season two is the best. I promise. You'll love it. I know, but Bag is in season one, isn't she? And I feel like I need to see her again. So, Definitely Bob in Alaska. Um, trying to think of some other winners now from like the All Stars. I would love to see Trixie back, but I don't think I know she would never come back. And also, like she probably would not do great on it. But I would love to see her come back. I think that's kind of it for all the All Stars winners, other than Chad Michaels, right? There's Kylie. Oh, yeah. I would like to see Kylie. I'd like to see Kylie back. Um, From the regular seasons, I would like to see Simone and Willow Pill, but I think they're going to wait on Willow Pill for a little bit. Um, I'm okay not seeing Aquaria. Sorry to say that. I'm also okay with not seeing Violet Chotsky. Really? But I kind of also want to see Violet Chotsky. It's like, I'm indifferent. Like, I want her there, but would she be a dream for me? That's the question. I don't think she's in my dream cast, but I would not mind seeing her back. Um, And I think that's kind of all the winners that would possibly be coming back. Because we all know Sharon Needles isn't going to come back. Ellie, who would you like to see back? Do you have a list already? <laughs> I well, that's <laughs> the thing. Yeah, we definitely like touched on it a little bit in the beginning, and I totally agree with Liz. Like, I want to see Bob and Bianca and um, Alaska Simone because I yeah I feel like on Simone season like you just kind of knew right off the gate that she was gonna win and Willow. Willow, and um, 
yeah, I would like if they incorporated the international seasons as well. Um, but I was a little bummed out. I mean, I know that I talked with Trevor about this, but because, oh, I won't give it away, but the winner of season two of UK, I was like, I was kind of, I don't know, was it three? Ah, I'm so, I'm so switched around. I can't keep them straight because I, I just watched them recently. You Remember I said that I was rooting for, I was rooting for two of them. You were bummed by both winners. And yeah, only because mm-hmm. I was just rooting for the other ones so much. I know. There's but a I mean, with the, the one seasons when it comes to the winners. Yeah. Yes. Season two, I thought that they were rightful to win that one. I really loved that queen, but I was rooting for somebody else a little bit more. Season three is who I was like really, really shocked that they won. And then it was not the other two that I was rooting for. I was like, I don't think she's going to get it. We can just, we can just eliminate her now. And then lo and behold, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I don't know what I'm talking about then. (laughs) But it would be cool to see them compete again. Like I like mixing the, some of like the international teams in the U.S. version. Because like you said, they don't get to win money in the U.K. It's not fair. So I think my... I think I, I mean I would love to see Bianca, but I don't think she'll come back. Um, I think the next season I would like to see Bob, Alaska, Simone, Willow. I really think uh, Ketamine. Spoiler alert: the well, the the Down Under winner. I think she'll come back because Down Under season one was legit the worst season of Drag Race that ever happened, and I feel like she needs redemption from that. Se- Not like redemption because she did great. She really did, but I feel like she needs a better platform, um, and I think Rue will give it to her. Um, so I could see her coming back, but she's not like a dream queen. I would like to see—I uh, won't say the name—but Canada season one winner, since Ellie hasn't seen it yet. Um, I would like to see uh, Kylie come back. I think Kylie would be great, um, but I think like overall, mm-hmm. I, I agree with everybody. But I think. I think really, like, everybody who we're naming off, I think the top two, the two that I could see winning, if these are all the queens that have come back together, I think it's going to be a tough call between Bob and Alaska for the crown. Oh, absolutely. And I think Bob Mm -hmm. would take it. I could see that, yeah. And I kind of want her, too. I kind of want... I do, too. I think she'd be, like, how I feel about Jinx going into this season. I would be rooting for Bob. Yeah. Yeah. Because especially because I like Alaska, like don't get me wrong, but I hate her little baby tyrants that she like has and like I want Bob to just be like, bitch, I'm taking it and put her in her fucking place. That's I think I'm pretty sure that's what I told Trevor when he asked me what I thought about the all star season that Alaska's on. I'm like, she's so good, but I can't stand her little tantrums yeah. that like come on and apparently like that is like something that comes out a lot from what I've heard like when Jinx her. when she had a tantrum yeah mm-hmm. and her mom had to like come get her or something like that from... but she told Jinx beforehand she's like if I lose it's not you she's like I'm happy for you it's just my internal thing and then she like had this whole tantrum and then she like turned and winked at Jinx and then continued on her tantrum that's funny Mm-hmm. Um, 
You know who else I think could be a good contender, depending, depending on how long from now we get this season, is Simone. Because I think as Simone grows, I feel like she could really take a season. Because she dominated her season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I would I love see... to see... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I would love to see Sasha again. Oh, but Sasha I know yes, that... yeah. but I, like I don't Sasha's think she'd come back. back. Yeah. Ooh, I would love to see Violet Chachki. I know Liz said she didn't want to, but I want to see Violet come back because, hear me out, I know you said you'd like for, you wouldn't mind her being back. Yeah, it's, but she's I just think, on my dream to come back, is what I meant I think to she's say. on my dream list because Violet would bring the drama, she'd bring the passion, <laughs> and like, true. also, like, imagine a season with Violet and Aquaria competing against each other. Like, that the fashion would be, be off the charts. Season. Yeah, that and would. Simone, Simone too, competing against them. Those I looks... Would... I would be okay with that season. I would be, mm-hmm. but only if all three of them were in it together. Yeah, imagine those look. Oh, girl, and Willow. You know, Willow brings out unique looks too. She does. Mm-hmm. She won Some the ball challenge in her season, so mm-hmm. like the house look. I love the house look. You could, you could get a pillow on her website with that. Yes. Look. Yeah. And then the pants that came here, which is all pants. And it said "Help me" on the back of the house in blood. <laughs> um, I love it. Well, so I think we figured out who's going to be on the next season of Drag Race, All-Stars, Winners, whatever the hell they're going to call it. But right. I, think, I think the thing about the next winter season, I want it to be like a few years from now. I don't need it right now. Like I want it like maybe three years down the line or more. Yeah, because they need more winners under their belt. Because at this point, it's like we already know who's going to be in the next season because there's only like a handful more of winners left. So they need like... I like honestly, I could see them waiting another like ten seasons just to get like. Oh, you think they would wait that long? Well, I mean, I could see them doing that just to get like more winners, so that you really have no idea who it could be coming yeah. back. I could see like five years, maybe. Maybe that could be. Yeah, because I think this was such a spoiled. hit. I think this was such a hit, though. Like Paramount Plus, this is like the biggest event they've ever had on their True. streaming service so i think like they're gonna milk the shit out of it now oh absolutely they're gonna want more mm-hmm. well on a scale of one to ten how would you all rate this season ellie how would you rate this season oh a uh, 12 12 out 12, of 10? 12, right. 12 is across the board <laughs> elizabeth <laughs> i would definitely say it was they definitely like went above and beyond my expectations so i would definitely give it a 10 plus for sure you know i didn't see the season so i don't know what i'd rate it um just kidding I would give it, <laughs> i'd give it definitely a 10 i this season overall it was such a solid season it was there was like not really any like disappointing moments Mm-mm. that ruined the season like there were some disappointments like shay being in the top but, like, that didn't ruin the season. <laughs> Who would you have swapped Shay out for? Honestly, I think Jada deserved it. Mm-hmm. I think she was kicking butt and had so many stars under her belt. Like, I think it should have been Jada. All right, so how I always end an episode is I always ask my guest, is there something you'd recommend that you recently watched? Um, to our audience. So either one of you can go first. Is there something you'd like to recommend to our audience? You know me. I love true crime docs. And so I watched, I mean, I guess this is technically a true crime doc, but this is just more like a documentary. 
Um, I watched The Most Hated Man on the Internet on Netflix. And I think it is so good because this is, like, something that is still relevant and is still happening. And they're still finding laws to, like, prevent this from happening. So for those who don't know, it's about a website from when, like, we were in high school, which thank God I feel like we were a little bit more naive to, like, the stuff on the internet because I did not know about this website. And um, it was basically, like, for a way for guys to post, or M girls, because there was also guys on there, but it was a way for people to post revenge porn, and that's where the term revenge porn came from. Really? Okay. Yeah. And the creator of it, like, did not give a shit. He would, like, purposely post people who didn't want to be on the website and he ended up actually hacking people to get people onto the website and went to jail for it um and he was just a really big piece of shit Mm -hmm. and like watching the interviews that he did with like anderson cooper and like all these other people it was just like how did he have like a following because like holy shit but it was like a big like thing and there's still not laws in all the states that prevent this like there Mm -hmm. i think 48 of the 50 have it and also like no federal law exists in regards to revenge porn which is just crazy to me Mm -hmm. and the fact that he was doing it like he was hacking people to get these pictures is just so baffling to me yeah, but it was a really good watch. Like the um the one girl the main story that they talked about because the mother of the daughter who got on the website was the one who kind of was investigating all of it. She's like a badass. Like if something happened like this to me, like I would want my mom to do the same thing that this woman did cuz like holy shit. She was a badass. So what was the name of the show again just one more time? Um, the most hated man on the internet. Most hated man, and it's on Netflix. Yes, it's a Netflix original. Okay, thank you for your suggestion. So, Ellie Stern. No problem. What do you recommend? Oh yeah, um, only murders in the building season two. Yes. Yes. Oot, oot, no oot. Um, really good, and I don't know, like. I feel like last time I don't think I suggested music. Um, I think I told you a while ago that you should listen to Brandy Carlisle. I'm obsessed with her. Everything she does. There is a whole lot of albums to choose from. She kind of came out, you know, like I remember like first time I saw her was on VH1's You Oughta Know in like 2005. And I think one of her songs was featured on like Grey's Anatomy or something. I'm pretty sure it was. And then, I mean, she did consistently, like, make music. And then, But I, I, like, didn't see her for a while. And then I started seeing her pop up again. Heard that she had a new album out. And um, then I started, like, I was kind of curious. Because I'm like, I wonder what she's been doing. You know, like, maybe she was just touring and stuff, you know. And wasn't really, like, putting a whole lot out there. Just kind of maybe keeping it low-key, having a family, whatever. And she also helped ta- uh, Tanya Tucker come out with a new album after she had been on, like, a hiatus for a long time. And so she had dabbled in, like, producing and different stuff like that. So I was watching 
interviews with her, and she is just so good. She's so poignant. And she was also on, um, speaking of Paramount Plus, Dave Grohl and his mom, Virginia Grohl, have a show called From the Cradle to the Stage, where they interview different artists to find out, like, how they nurtured them into their, like, who they are now as, like, their persona and stuff, I think. So, super interesting. Highly recommend. She was on an episode of that, and that was really great. Did not disappoint. Love that. Um, I just have a couple suggestions. So I did this last on our last podcast, me and Elizabeth's last podcast. But I always tell people, like, if you really love Drag Race, um, I think some shows that you should check out are shows that show where, you know, a lot of this culture, drag culture, ballroom culture came from. So I always recommend people to watch Pose, uh, one of the best shows ever made. Um, Pose is a beautiful show. And the documentary Paris is Burning, which is what Pose is based off of, is one of the most incredible documentaries I've ever seen in my life, honestly. Um, Very heartbreaking, but so beautiful. Um, So definitely check those out. Um, And then also there's a show that I started watching that's really good based in Chicago. It's called The Bear. I don't know (gasps) if you've heard of that, but it's on FX. Mm -hmm. Uh, Check that out. It's a really good watch. So, yeah. Ooh, I watched another one literally today before we recorded this. It came out a little bit ago. It was um, the actress who played Punky Brewster did that, like, documentary with, like, all of her, like, old footage. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it was really interesting. And honestly, I got a little too emotional at it because of Mm -hmm. all the people, like, because you got to think she was friends with, like, all the people that, like, were big in the 90s a lot of them who od'd or even like killed themselves so like they were in it um like god i forget his last name jordan what i can't remember what his last name is but he ended up like killing himself and she was like best friends with him and like just watching Mm -hmm. the footage of him and it was really really good and just i ended up crying at the end when they showed like all the people that like had passed away and i was like heartbreaking but it was just so cool to see like the people we grew up watching like being normal kids yeah it was called kid 90 i'm watching all these originals because we don't have cable (laughs) i know fuck cable though like i like i only have streaming too um well thanks for the recommendations and uh yeah so next week my friend deandre is coming on we're gonna talk fire island the hulu uh movie um and elizabeth thanks for being back two weeks in a row welcome back to podcasting thanks for having me and ellie stone it's always a fabulous time hanging out with you and ellie will be back on soon i'm sure and liz will be back on soon it was what it was a privilege to join you yes of course we couldn't talk drag race without the three of us discussing it um and Elizabeth will be back on soon to talk about Hocus Pocus 2. Which I'm so Liz excited. and I are about to shit our pants. We're so excited. We're so close. We are so close. Um, so yeah, everybody check me out next week. My new days are now Thursdays. And uh, yeah, we'll talk soon. I'm going to go uh, try not to be hungover. So bye. Bye. bye.